What's up, world? Welcome to the latest episode of the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics and anything that touches the culture. On today's episode, we'll be discussing albums that had an extreme amount of buzz and hype around them, but then when it came out, turned out to be huge disappointments, as well as albums that just disappointed us personally. We'll also talk about whether or not there's been a long-term concerted effort to whiten hip-hop, so to speak, and lighten the complexion of the culture. We'll also touch on Roseanne Barr's racist tweet and the rollout for the next round of Kanye West-produced albums, and we'll also preview some of the next topics for our upcoming podcast. So, thanks for tuning in, kick back, and I hope you enjoy the show. Yo, what's going on, my brother? What's happening? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Trying to trying to get this thing going again, man. Uh, the, the 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 small following that I, I've, I've I've accumulated, man, and demanding more material. So, well, that's a beautiful thing. We'd like to give the people what they want. Exactly. Shout yeah. out to that uh, nameless white liquor once again. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> So, um, Baxter, he claimed that he might be available. You know how it goes with him. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so I'm an invite, you know, just to see. <laughs> is he, is, is he the only other person that's supposed to come on tonight? No, Jerome said he was open too. Okay. So. Okay. I mean, you know, we can hold it down either way, but. I'm exp- I, I think we can, man. I think we can. You know, there are certain, um, there, there, there's certain topics I do I, I do like to get the the whole crew's opinion on, you know what I mean? No doubt. Um, you know, so yeah, but we'll, we'll 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 definitely do what we can here. Yo, is this Baxter? I'm a hundred percent shocked. I didn't know we was partying because I'm partying. <laughs> <laughs> Man, bro, we, we we I I, I uh, speak of the devil and he shall appear. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I know we was gonna be talking about demons. <laughs> okay. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I didn't say nothing wild about you. I was about to. Though. I was gonna start talking mad trash about you. But I didn't think you was calling in. <laughs> we 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 got us a show here. I believe. <laughs> Baxter, I hope you you've warmed up the pipes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get all my cuss words out mainly in English. I know some in German. <laughs> Stand this dude. I'm dosed down for whatever. <laughs> you hear that? Because that's because in German, dos is the, and the in English is is the. <laughs> if if somebody taking notes, is this is this is this podcast closed caption? No, not yet, not yet. We ain't got that kind of money yet, bro. I, I got ten on the on the caps. I mean, we trying to get a we trying to get a sponsor still. Oh, y'all trying? I know more annoying still looking for uh <laughs> for some celebrity endorsements. Yeah, but since I gave up pork, they really they stopped messing with me. They you know, me and me and Mook was cool, but Oink, you know, we had a little problem. 
See, you with the route of Dwayne Wade, Daddy. He's still mad about his check. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you ain't on the swine no more, bro? Nah, man. I had to give it up. Oh, man. Just diet or just... Yeah, it's a... um. You know, health issues. Expensive jeans, man. Yeah, you're man, right. You ain't never lie. You're right about that. Touche, man. But we're gonna get this show on the road, man. I, I think I think we got I think we got the ingredients we need here. So thank y'all for, for, for uh patching in, man, taking some time away from the families, of course. Uh I know it's it, it's hard sometimes, but what I wanted to talk about today was actually a few things. Um, you know, we've all been listening to hip hop for quite some time. And, you know, we've got our favorite artists and everything. And, and every so often, a, a album is, is coming out, is scheduled to come out, we get really excited about, or, you know, fans in, in general get excited about. But in y'all's memories, what were the most disappointing albums to you all personally? Mm. I, have a, I have a few. I have a few. Um, like albums you either personally looking forward to and you felt they would just they just fell short of your expectations or albums that, you know, just hip hop in general was anticipating and they just fell fell short of the mark. I'll give you I'll give you two of them. One and I, I got a billion, but I'll give you one for me personally that I felt kind of fell flat. Um and that was Scarface Last of a Dying Breed. Mm. I didn't love it. I, I was expecting a, a lot more and it wasn't, I ain't gonna say it was a bad album, but it just, it wasn't memorable to me. You had that one uh, Eric Sermon track that I, you know, might still get some burn, but overall that album just, eh. It's meh. Yeah. Now that's the one, is that the nah, one that came out much like earlier than that? I think I was like 2002. Okay. I thought balls on my word. I might have a year wrong. Um, I have to, I have to double chuck. Don't quote, don't quote me. It on was, that. I could be wrong myself. I, I actually, I think it might have even been earlier than that because I think the fix was like two thousand three. That's what Dying Breed might have not even been two thousand. What year did uh? What year did that Bum okay. Ja Rule album come out? Three three six. It was the same year. <laughs> he, he I thought they were called his albums. <laughs> what? What's with the prefaces? <laughs> Which actually was the second one that I was going to bring up. The one that I think fell flat for the industry was was that album, that Ja Rule album, 336. I think uh, it had a couple of singles, but people, nah, you know what, I'll take it back. Because people started, they were still rocking with Ja Rule and the sing-songy thing. Yeah, and then somebody came and devoured his whole resume. By using his style, don't even get me started on that <laughs> yeah, crap. Yeah. He pulled an abracadabra on all of y'all. Yeah, he really did do that. Yeah, him and Olivia doing uh hip-hop versions of donnie and marie classics (laughs) (laughs) oh man but what about what about you baxter man what 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 i mean this is obvious to you you, uh both of you all because you all are experts in the field uh, but electric circus yeah hang up hang up he's no longer welcome uh uh (laughs) <laughs> now let's hear him out, man. I, I was, I was. Electric Circus threw me off, but it wasn't, it wasn't the turn. Wait, you know what? That's, that's, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. See, Universal Mind Control. Yeah, Universal you know what? Mind I was Control. Electric Circus because it was towards that time where it was like, okay, what is he about to do next? Right. It was past the like water for chocolate phase. Yep. 
So thank you, Jimmy. You were right to want to be very violently angry at that point. <laughs> I, I, I co-signed that anger. <laughs> Man. Universal Mind Control was the one. I'm like, Common used to talk about, you know, like, hey, school kids need lunch and breakfast. I'm like, okay, you want me to eat every day. And then <laughs> Universal Mind Control was like, hey, what if I did cocaine and recorded it in a, in a small room? I'm like, I don't want to know about your habits. I want to feed kids. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, it was jarringly bad, man. And it, what made it so bad was that he, he was, it, he was fresh off the yeah. one-two punch of B and Finding Forever. That's what made it like particularly bad, man. And then like, I was watching an interview with him and he was like trying to do all these explanations as to why it was a good album. And I see, I was trying to do what African Bambada did back right. in the day. And it's like, oh no, don't do that. You know? Uh, in hindsight, but did he has like, he had he talked to African Bambada anytime <laughs> soon at that point? Like I'm pretty right. sure they were like, "Hey man, don't do this," <laughs> and also pull up to the next window for your total. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Dude, I, no respect. <laughs> I'm sorry, if Bambada's listening. Oh, I love man, you guys. No respect I mean, for hey. that. <laughs> I want my fact, fries fact, fact. <laughs> No beef. So and uh, another one, another one I had on my list was um I mean it's probably on y'all's list too. Uh, oh. Kanye West's Jesus, man. I was I was terribly disappointed in that album. Like I, I I felt that Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was a classic, um, you know, and just to go from that to Jesus, man, it's it, just like come man, on, what, man. What, like what, you, you you hit it on the head, you know? man. Like I will say this from a production standpoint i was a fan of that man just his production out the gate and he yeah. had like three three consecutive like killers though you know and they all sounded different like the, you know they, they didn't even have the same themes with sequences in modern times like a sequence you know i'm not saying that everything was the greatest thing ever but how many people do you know put out three consecutive albums that legitimately was worth being in their greatest hits? And like, then, you know, the first three, too. It wasn't even like a sequence of three. This was his first three projects. Yeah, first three and they, projects. And they all hit, like, hard and differently. And I think each, I think with each one, you brought in a different audience as well. Yeah. Yeah, now it's been done. It, it, has, it has been done before, but it is extremely rare. Like, you know, like you, you, we got that out of. Uh, I mean, you can make the argument we got that out of Jay Z. Uh, we got it out of um, Kendrick. True. Uh, we got it out of. Well, but what Rhymes. about a dude producing uh, it and then you know it, it's three been of them before he all he produced pretty much the whole album, pretty much that's not true. all of them. That's true. Yeah, that's that. That cool. is that is extremely rare. That is extremely rare. But, but Yeezus was just like, man, it was nothing I was feeling about it, man. I, I got into an argument with Mike Washington about that album because he was talking about how it was good. And I'm like, well, tell him that, what, you know, Yeezus what, what was a choice, like amongst other things that he believes. <laughs> I think that's when that <laughs> when that thought process started was during the recording of Yeezus. Yeah, like, yeah, sometimes people try to get too. Um, about Kanye West. Thank you. What up? I just I, I always Yo, feel some type on? of way. I'm listening to y'all though. Go ahead. <laughs> See, but you getting it out. You getting it out of context though, because we were talking He's about coming. his album Yeezus and how it was a disappointment. You I know. Be on, you be on board with that one. Oh, man, 
You coming in? You coming in fire. <laughs> but yeah, Jerome, we were we just to bring you up to speed, man. We were talking about uh, hip hop albums that disappointed us personally, or just you felt disappointed, just the hip hop fans in general. Albums that were highly anticipated, but or just a little anticipated and fell short of the mark, and were disappointing. And and, and the two we brought up so far was uh, Common's Universal Mind Control, uh, Kanye's Yeezus. Jamil actually brought up Scarface's uh, yep. uh, Last of a Dying Breed. It was two thousand. I, I had to, that I had to look out. it up. Okay. Okay. Okay, but um, but yeah, yeah. Any anything, any any albums you 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 personally felt uh fell fell short or were just highly disappointing, man. Well, I think we already right? mentioned Lupe, Fool and Liquor. Um, too wasn't that good. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I, I I was highly, I was highly disappointed in that. And ever since then, they haven't been good at all, though. Um, I'm thinking somebody else. Y'all said Common already. It's interesting that you brought up Lupe because when it when it swung back around to me, I was going to mention him too. Not the dog because I'm I'm definitely a fan, but that Lasers album was Trizash. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, man, I was, I was like, did take a new viewpoint or something? What what happened? Yeah, I, I was disappointed in that Laser album too, man. The, but the, you know what? When you when I listened to Lasers, I wasn't feeling it production wise, but lyrically, I felt Lupe was still there. He was seen to still be present. And kind of tapped into what he was tapped into before. When you listen to the lyrics, now the music was a totally different thing. But I felt it, it was before the album even came out. He was. He, he, he was. He was. He was dogging it and talking about that the that the record label made him, you know, uh, go with on that particular LP. And you know, it, it was. It was. I wasn't really rocking with it a hundred percent. But I kind of expected it to sound like what it sounded like, yeah. and I kind of gave him a pass on that. But Food and Liquor Two, you 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 do a sequel to the album that everyone says is your one classic, and yeah, you know, and you put that yeah. out. It was it was just okay for me though. I think that there was, was some other, merit was to that other, album too. Yeah, the intro track. Yeah. I believe the intro track was dope. <laughs> he said the intro. <laughs> outside of yeah. <laughs> You know, the intro was kind of like, oh, okay, this might be okay. And then it just like was just downhill from there, man. Like, you know, I mean, like, I, I, I personally don't think Food and Liquor was a classic, the first one, but it was, it was a great album. The cool one. Cool was dope. The cool was better. Yeah, the cool was dope, though. You know, just conceptually, B wise, all of that. Yo, another one for me, man, another disappointment for me was Buster Ooh, Rhymes that's, Genesis. I, I kind of liked that, though. I ain't going to even lie. <laughs> What's it with me? What, what tracks was on that album? I think that's the one that had, uh, yeah. Ooh. That was the one that had Pass Ooh. the yeah. <laughs> It had. Which was a song I didn't have no, I didn't have no beef. It had, uh, what else? I'm just trying to think of, not the main song. It had Chime on there. Um, no, Chime wasn't on that one. Chime wasn't on that one? Because he snapped. No. Um, it was, uh, it was like, I think Break Your Neck was on that one. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that uh, what it is, I believe, was on that one. Buster, what it is right now? Yeah. You know what? I like man. That's some party songs, bro. Oh, we did. <laughs> I don't, is that, are you sure that's the same album? Because <laughs> don't try to think of. Nah, I'm pretty sure that was all one album. Because he did have some like um, they letting we got a yeah. half day in school. Let's party in the, in the hallway kind of tracks. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know what? You're right. You're right, Jerome. Uh, what it is featuring Ke- Khalees was on there. Um, as I as I come back, back was fire. I remember that, that one. Yeah, Neptune's did that. Was Shut him down in 2002. Nah. nah. Fatherhood wasn't on there. Um, Bad Dreams was on there. Holla was on there. Wife, I don't even wife remember those. Me either. Make it I, I remember having that album when I was playing it. But I, I haven't played it in such a long time. I used to be a real big Busta Rhymes fan, but I haven't played his music in like like a year, man. Like a year or two. So it's like, man, I, I slowly forget which which tracks on which albums. Right. I think he's on a short list of people who are uh, artists who can reinvent themselves, too. Whenever you... Like, he need to go ahead and reinvent himself again, man, because what he go- got going on right now is not working. <laughs> but I agree. I agree. He's 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 had some like, like you know, opportunities where he's yep, definitely been, had longevity. He's always going to give you a raw show, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a great performer, man. Like like you you, you can't front on him with that. Now now. Well, another a couple of other albums I had on my list was um, how did y'all feel about most deaths? The new danger. I think it, I think it was kind of overrated. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't bad, but I don't think it was as great as I expected it to be. It, it did fall flat a little bit. Yeah, I remember when it came out. I remember being disappointed because it had been like six years since he had. He did a follow-up album to Black on Both Sides, which is a classic. And, um, you know, I just remember it, it grew on me after a few listens. It, it honestly did. But I do remember being kind of kind of disappointed in that. True and Magic. More disappointed oh, my God. True Magic. Because True Magic. The only thing that I can remember. True Magic was. It was like. Dude, it's true. <laughs> the only, only part I remember redeemable about that was the panties. <laughs> No, that was on. Um, that was on. Uh, that was on. New uh, Danger. New Danger. Oh, well, was on New Danger. Oh yeah. Well, he might have missed me completely with True Magic because <laughs> I can't. I can't really remember nothing off that album. I just remember not enjoying it. Yeah, it had like a mixtape. It, it was like the audio on it wasn't like mastered right. It was like he recorded it in his basement. It sounded like a demo. <laughs> like he saved all the songs like, on his voicemail and just played it for <laughs> us. <laughs> I wonder if he was if he was on some protest stuff with that too. I feel like he um he was, that's he was, what it was. Had Katrina clap on there. And he jacked uh he jacked juvenile and it was just like it's like come on man, you're most deaf, dude. You like you got enough equity in the game where you could get you could recruit a a a high producer who could get But you know what? I think I, I remember that too. I think that his his idea was to jack the beat and then try to make a message with it because because it was Katrina and that's a New Orleans rapper mm. and it was a hot it was a hot track so he used it I remember that because that was the year he uh he bum rushed the VMAs <laughs> y'all don't remember that he showed up in front of the venue with like a a, a flatbed with all the speakers and he was banging oh, Katrina oh, clap yeah, outside the VMAs wow. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember. That. Yep. He got arrested. He actually got arrested for that. Most I, I like True Magic yeah, now. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, he did. Look it up. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, man. Um, man, another another disappointing album, man, to me was uh, I don't know. I know y'all not in the Wu Tang like me, man, but a diagram was another turret sandwich. <laughs> I don't there. I don't remember listening to it at all. I think I listened to it one time, and there's literally nothing that I remember about that album. Yeah, there was nothing to remember, man. There was nothing to remember. This was when Rizzo was like, he really, really started going into his his flirting with the sound that he's doing right now, which is like that more kind of cinematic soundscape uh, uh, sound. Yeah. He like completely abandoned, yeah. you know, those those uh, those kung fu samples and that he used to, and those real grimy beats. That that you know he was he was so known for man and it was just they, their chemistry was all off on that album ODB was dead you know it was just like okay man it's it, it might be time for the for the for the Wu to hang right. it up which which hurt hurts my heart to say because I'm I'm a huge Wu head right yeah but um, I found uh, one more album just keep it latest artists that Kendrick Lamar Untitled a Master album wasn't that good to me man. I don't think it hit me as hard like I thought it was gonna be. But uh did anybody listen to it? Or but was I mean, can you really consider that an album though? I I don't, just because of it being unmastered. And I don't I don't think I think it was released kinda like a mixtape, wasn't it? It wasn't for sale. All right. Yeah, you could only download it on like I think maybe Spotify yeah. or something. Um So we ain't we ain't we ain't talking about um uh, just overall albums, we talk about the stuff that was on and stuff like that. No, I mean No, no, we we're, we're, we can do we can do just overall projects, yeah. you know. Um But how y'all feel? I mean, I don't I don't think that was his I, I kinda I kinda felt disappointed in that in in that album, man. It wasn't bad, but I was disappointed in it. Like, I was kind of bothered you know what? by the sound quality of it. And I think because it was unmastered, it, it was hard for me to get into it because it, it just felt so unfinished. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's um I heard like maybe two tracks off of it, but you know, um, yeah, nobody was really talking it, talking about it, or talking it up to even make me want to listen to it, you know. <laughs> but you know, the bar the bar is high for Kendrick. I will Indeed. say that. So Indeed. if if it if it wasn't if it wasn't like on par with you know his more famous stuff, then I def- definitely could see how it was disappointing, man. Another one I just thought of, man. Nah, man. Nostradamus. I was just about to say that, man. Oh. <laughs> I was just about to get on all Nas. Because I ain't like that. Nasty, nasty, You ain't like that? <laughs> no, nah, man. singing on the hook. That was that was. You ain't like the Ron Isley hook? <laughs> I didn't like, I, being honest, I didn't like God's son that much either, though, from Nas. Excuse me. I thought that was gonna be a good album too. It was it was kinda meh to me. Dude, <laughs> Godson had probably one of the dopest and le- most slept on diss tracks ever. The last real nigga alive. Nobody ever really talks about that in oh. the in the whole Jay Z Nas thing, but that was really the, the, the kind of the closing chapter of it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it was so cold, because he wasn't mad or nothing. He was like, Look, I'm just gonna tell you what happened. And then he hit him with a shot at the end. You know, uh, it, it was, it was, I, I remember God, I remember liking God. God's song was good. To be honest. God's song was good. Some of the production, as usual, with Nas was not, not good. Mm-hmm. You know, another, another disappointing album, man. Um, uh, Razzcast, uh, Razzcast, uh, what's the name of the album? He did Assassination. Assassination. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
it had a couple of couple of joints on there, but overall that was especially for a caliber M C like that, it really wasn't it really wasn't about nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a that was a disappointing album, man. And another one, man, L O Cool J's, man. L O Cool J's the GOAT album. Yeah. Like to me, it's like you're gonna make an album called uh greatest of all time, man. It has to be a it can't be a subpar album, man. Like And the best thing about it was like the skit with Method Man and them on it. That was probably the best part of the album. Yeah, yeah. You know, L O Cool J, you know, he he had his little beef or his little battle with cannabis or whatever and you know, they went through their drama, but it was you know, he he, he was kind of staging this this comeback and you know the battle, the smoke from the battle kind of blew over, and so now he's about to drop this album, and the name of the album is Greatest of All Time. So it's like, okay, this this is dude. He's an elder statesman in the game. I give him his respect. You know, like like this this is probably gonna be a pretty good album. He's gonna show everybody how it's done. And when it came out, man, terrible, man. That album was terrible. Yeah, one song on it that was decent, and it wasn't even off his album originally. It was that that song with Flex. Uh, I think it's Ill Bomb is the name of it. And it was off of Flex's album first, and then they just put it back on the Go album. That was dope, but I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Wow. And uh, so I got one. I don't know if anybody was even a fan of this guy like that, but I was. I always liked Skills. I always thought he had. Oh yeah, Skills is the. Dope I always dope. thought he had some dope stuff. And uh, that album, Million Dollar Backpack. What you didn't like that album? I didn't. I didn't love it. I. I didn't say. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but I. I was disappointed. It was a couple of. It didn't. It didn't really. It didn't really hit like I was expecting. Oh man, dude! I. I. I, I was really, really feeling that album. Uh, it was a couple of things on it that I liked, but I think there was more about it that I didn't like than I did. Okay, what well, you just did not like the production? The production I didn't I didn't really like. Uh Kwame had like one or two tracks that I did like. I wasn't feeling the production. I didn't it didn't feel like a really cohesive album like that to me either. Like I, th- there was no theme that I could follow. It just kind of felt like a bunch of tracks put together with varying subject matter that just didn't all add up. Like he had the one track where he was uh what was it? He was talking about the women that he either dated or wanted to date or something. And then he had, you know, the braggadocious joint sick, which was good. Sick was dope. Sick, sick was, was sick was probably my favorite. Then, and then, then like the day hip hop died. I don't even remember the day hip hop died. Oh man. The, the day hip hop died. He was talking about like, uh, someone, he was talking about an unnamed person in the game who was telling them about how, like, you're going to know your your run in hip-hop is over when all this different stuff starts happening to you. And it was just a deep track, man. Like, like that was dope. Uh, I thought, I thought uh, So Far So Good with Common and Talib Kweli was dope. Um, Where I've Been, did Jake One and Joint. Uh, Crazy World was dope. It kind of had an unorthodox beat, but overall, I like the message. Then Preaching to the Choir. Preaching to the Choir was interesting because I always like a story. But even yeah. that, like the story was good, but he lost me even with that one. I, I felt it felt kind of sloppy to me. Like we got a lot of details that were unnecessary and it, it felt kind of unresolved to me because it just, you know, he showed up at the end and he, he figured out what was going on with his wife, but nothing really happened. 
Okay. I want, okay. Yeah, I wanted a. I wanted a brawl in the church personally. Because I feel like that's how it would have really went down, right? You show up and you realize that this dude is sleeping with your wife, and then they stand up like we, we rumbling right there in the church. <laughs> right. Right. Man, the story didn't really have a good, uh, a satisfactory conclusion to it. Um, no. No. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. You're well, making me want to go back and listen to it, though, for the day hip-hop died, because that premise is really interesting to me. Yeah, man, it was dope, man. It was dope. And, and, and another another disappointment album, man. I don't know. Y'all might disagree with me on this. Jerome, you still there? Yeah, no, no, no. I hear you. I hear you. Y'all was breaking up a little bit. I was trying to get parts and parts of what y'all was saying before okay. I said something. <laughs> but, but another one... Um, Another another uh, uh, disappointment for me was uh, De La Soul's last album and De La Soul and really nobody yeah man I was I was it wasn't a terrible album but like you know I just wasn't I wasn't feeling it all that much I listened to it maybe twice and just didn't reach for it anymore it was just wow no I I feel you on that one I didn't like De La Soul that much either though right. and like De La they 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 were trying to reinvent themselves with that album. I, not so much reinvent themselves, but give us something new that they hadn't given us before. Right. And I, I just felt they kind of fell short. It's like, man, y'all just do what y'all do best. Just just give us like, you know, those those dope, clever lyrics over, you know, y'all's y'all's unorthodox beats. And, you know, I'm good, you know, but it just <clears throat> the, the 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 last project, it was a little too it was a little too daring. It was a little too ambitious for me, you know. And I think I could kind of see that because they did a few things that were unexpected. Like the track with Snoop didn't, it didn't quite hit with me. Like it was okay. I saw where they were going with it, but I think too, with that one for me personally, I think it was hard for me. I, I enjoyed the album, but I think it was hard for me to go back and back and back to it because of Tribe. Like I was so listening to that one that I I didn't spend a whole lot of time <laughs> yeah. with Daylight's album, but I do remember enjoying it, especially that joint with uh, Estelle the, the, off the Pete Rock beat. I can't remember the name of it. Um, memory, yeah. Memory, yep. Yeah, I remember that. That 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 that, that was a pretty good track. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it was like hit and miss, man. Like the two chain kind of the two chain track kind of. Uh, Threw me off. It didn't fit. Yeah, they they were trying to do. Yeah, you're right, and they were just trying to do too much. They were trying to renew themselves. They should they should just kept their skills like like they should have kept it, man. Everything was like it was kind of I don't know. You're right. I only listened to it one time. I never did go back to it at all. Period. Yeah, man, and, and like and but that being said though, that was the first Daylight project that like I wasn't feeling like. That was what their eighth or ninth album, but that was like seven albums before. And um, you know, I, I either loved them all, I either loved all of them, or I liked them. You know what I mean? But that was like the first first Daylight album. Now I could just kind of take or leave. So that's saying that's saying a lot still. You know, true as far as their consistency, and um, you know, I, I just yeah, I just wasn't feeling it like that. I wasn't feeling it like that. But um, you know, um, was it was there any others y'all y'all had in y'all's uh in y'all's repertoire that that 
y'all felt were just just overall just disappointing? Uh, I'll bring up this one. Just it's a couple of like albums just from artists that we've already named. I don't want to beat up on them too much, but I will bring up this one. That uh, 2000 BC, the cannabis. What? I thought I honestly do. I thought that was his best album. It was. I don't mean it was good though. (laughs) 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 The production was not good, and that was that was the problem. And I was really, really hoping because of the debacle with the debut joint. um, Because I mean, everybody knew he had skills. Like there was no denying that part of it, and we realized that things didn't work out with Wyclef so great. So I'm like, all right, well he's gonna get with knots. He's gonna get some, you know, he's gonna get some fire. And I was really, really hyped up for it. And it was good, but it just again it 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 didn't move me like I wanted it to. Now when it's when it's good, it's really, really good. Like that Ferro Munch, um, like the little intro to the, the four horsemen. Oh the four horsemen track, yeah. That was crazy. That was man. That was, that whole album was fire to me, man. I'm sorry, man. I was digging the beats on there, man. I you see, I don't, I think people kind of expected cannabis to fall into a certain mold, but like it became clear to me, like that he just wasn't gonna fall into that mold. This dude is strictly for like lyric heads, like people who just want to hear bars and bars only. And I'm good with that, but I need something. I need something underneath the bars, and it just. It, it wasn't it wasn't there for me it was there was some here i'll give you an example uh the rakim collaboration yeah. bars yeah bars back and forth between them that beat i don't what what the heck was that that sounded like something you like you own <laughs> on a video game <laughs> yeah the beat the beat left a little bit to be desired but it was it was it, it did it did its job. It did its job, man. Like like I'm one of them people, man. Cannabis kid, I just do no wrong in my eyes, man. Like I just ever since he first started, like and for a lot of people, man, you can't tell me when you first heard cannabis, you wasn't like blown away. Like absolutely, the best rapper alive. You know what I'm telling you, man. Sometimes, you know, but um, sometimes you let our bias get in the way of. The truth sometimes. Like I said with Nas. Like, sometimes I let my bias get in the way of the truth. Like, like with the top five. Yeah, five, that's true. And I, 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 like, lyrically, I was like, man, I can't leave him out. Because, you know what I mean? When I first heard Nas, he the one who put me on, you know, lyric games to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, He's one of the best to do it. I, and I admit, I'm biased, man. Like, I, I do have crazy biases. Like, I have an anti-self <laughs> bias. I have an anti You know, but but every now and then somebody will break through my bias, you know, um, and, and give me a different perspective. So, I, I'm admittedly biased, man. I, I'm not, I'm, but I'm that's how you know somebody's dope. Like, because it was a lot of people with those, especially with anti-South, right, and, um, early on in the 90s. And then Dungeon Family showed up, and you could not deny them. Yeah, like I don't, I don't care what you like and what you don't. You could not deny what they had. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, them Outcasts, uh, Sci High the Prince, Little Brother. Um, there's a lot, you know, a lot of guys ass, from the man. South that can go. They now it's a lot who cannot. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, there's a whole movement. 
it still is. It being honest with you, just, they movement is still going on. Like <laughs> being honest with you, even though it's full of crap, but they movement is still going on though. I think it's more universal now, though. It's not like yeah. solely based in the South as much as it was. Like for a while, everything was coming out of Atlanta, and it was, yeah, and it was all garbage. <laughs> you know, you had you had that movement with Khaled and Rick Ross and Ace Hood. I completely forgot about Soul Ace Hood. This movement talk made me mad because. That's how I feel. Kanye West should Kanye West. That's why I feel Kanye West, and that's why I'm disappointed. Kanye West never he had the chance to do a Chicago movement. You know what I mean? He tried though. He really did try. Yeah, he tried, but but he could struggle all day. But at the same time, it's like I don't think he put his Chicago artists except Common. I'm pretty sure. I disagree. I think Kanye did all he could to try to put people on and it just it just didn't work like when he was hot he was hot hot he was one of the hottest producers out and he did a track for do or die he do a track for bump j he was doing track for like bump j's artist uh i don't know if y'all remember this dude white boy he did a track for him white boy that's that's a failure uh but he turned out what i'm saying is he tried like he was really instrumental in in a lot of the stuff that Lupe did as far as getting started. He did what he could. How about Lupe? Yeah, I keep forgetting about Lupe. Fest. Rhyme Fest. And yeah. Rhyme Fest. Remember he, he was But no, no, he didn't I mean he did a track with Rhyme Fest, but I think we lost him. Yellow. Yeah, hold on one second. Let me let me try to get him back in. I think Ron Fett found out he was talking about him and came through. <laughs> you know, he always lurking on <laughs> on the city streets. You want to be yeah, a <laughs> want to be an alderman or something? Yeah, man, he's trying to do this whole political thing, man. Uh, you you hear about the back and forth between him and uh, and, and Kanye and Kim Kardashian? Yeah, I did. I did. I read the um, the letter that he wrote back. She was wild. She was wild. Like, I don't think, first of all, I don't think any of that should have been public. And if you're going to make it public, like the way she did it, she came off as super elitist and out of touch and ill-informed. And the clapback was was legendary. What was the clapback? I haven't really been following that story too much. I didn't follow it beyond after the letter he wrote. So she said what she said about well, well, you know. Welcome back, Jerome. Welcome back. Every time I be on the road trying to make a good point, this trash want to cut off on me. <laughs> every time, I'm like, man, every time we do that trash. Uh, you were you were talking about Rhyme Fest. Oh no, man! Now I lost my groove. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my groove, man. We can we can talk about that topic, man. I'm gonna go ahead and finish this up real quick, and then we can we can move on. If it come back, go ahead, jump in on that. Um. What uh, what what Ronfest basically said though was, you know, he was he was pretty eloquent in the letter. He was like, you know what, we're gonna go ahead and relinquish the name of the organization. You know, we're gonna keep doing what we've been doing. Um, you know how to reach out to me if you wanna if you wanna assist, and we truly hope that you would like to get involved in the community like you say you are. So we're gonna give you the opportunity to do that. But so, so the charity the charity still exists. It just doesn't have the Donda's house name on it. Correct. I see. Okay, okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, 
But uh, but another thing I wanted to get to, man, another um, another topic was: do, do you guys feel that there is a a a covert or overt uh, effort to whiten hip hop? Yes, it is. That's that's and obvious. It has been. It, I don't think that's even a new thing. Yeah, that that that's obvious. You see, I mean, like I said, look at I mentioned this what the first episode. Look how they portrayed all this mumble rap stuff, but now the people that got good rhymes and looking decent are, are white people, bro. From um, I forgot old boy name. He was on a he was on the Sway show and he had a decent flow. And Locksmith, he he got a decent flow. Even like the partial. Well, Locksmith black- is black. I thought Locksmith was black. I think you're talking about Logic. Is that who you're talking about? No, Locksmith. No, he he mixed with white, right? Locksmith? He, he might be biracial, but he's I mean, he looks black. I thought he was white, but I was making a point. Like even like the biracial stuff, like you know what I mean. We going up to the white side, bro. I mean, I don't have no problem with that. It is what it is, but at the same time, the black rappers can't be fooled. We can't be falling into the trend of. Well, mumble rappers are, bro. People just make a quick buck, and that's that's not good, bro. It's, it's, like I said, making us look stupid, man. It's making us look unmanly and un- un- uneducated, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Now, my my whole thing with with you know white folks and hip hop, I don't have a problem if you're if you're uh, elevating. I know this is this sounds cliche, but if you're elevating the culture. And, you know, lyrically, and you're making significant contributions like an Eminem, but you, you know, you don't get it twisted as far as like who runs this, this rap thing, how it originated. I think that's the big difference in why, you know, Eminem is still so beloved, but someone like Iggy Azalea got caught out on her crap almost immediately because she was, she was white privilege personified and then had, had the nerve to like try to act like white privilege didn't exist. You know, and to try to clap back at legends like, you know, like Q-Tip and, you know, uh, um, you know, others who were trying to like school her on the science and the history of the art form. And, you know, I think that was the big difference. I think we can still kind of fortunately, we can still kind of recognize crap for crap, you know, and the fact that she was an Australian talking with this down south or rapping with this down south ghetto chick accent. It just didn't sit well with people. It was like it was like an impersonation, you know. That's exactly what it was. And you know what though? Her whole thing was she was manufactured as as many of the rappers, you know, are. A, a lot of them are, and I'm and it it goes beyond the idea of somebody's race. There, this this has been in place, you know, since pretty much since hip hop has been has been a, been a, a major force in the industry. You know, you've had moments where, all right, you know, this thing is, this thing is hot right now. This, this sound is hot. So how can we make it more palatable to an audience that doesn't like the kids will rock with NWA, but the parents won't want the kids listening to that. So we got to give them something that, that, you know, suburban parents can kind of get behind. And right. that's where, that's where it becomes a bit of a problem for me. Because see, I wouldn't even say the Beastie Boys because I feel like the Beastie Boys were pretty authentic. Yeah, they were. I'm just la- I'm just laughing though. <laughs> what you have, what, what you have, a lot of times in hip hop for me is you got 
you know, white rappers and then rappers who happen to be white. Eminem used to be a rapper who happened to be white and then he became a white rapper. Like when he was first kind of doing his thing, it was all about his skills. And yeah. but he eventually Eminem- became a, a, a white rapper, though. Like the focus was on what he looked like more than what he was saying to certain audiences. The, the, the thing about him, though, was like he never lost the skills. So he could he could, you know, get to those heights and still kind of have a little bit of credibility because he was so dope. Right. Right. There's been a bunch of a bunch of attempts long before Eminem. That's true. That's true. And see, the thing with Eminem is like he's no dummy. He knows what it is and he'll come out and say what it is. He'll. Yeah, he's 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 just straight out saying like, look, I'm where I'm at because of my uh, skin, my skin color. Like like there are other black rappers out there who saying the same stuff I'm saying. Some of them are saying it better than I'm saying it, but they're not because of the fact that they're black. You know, they're just not as marketable. So he's he's spoken out repeatedly about like white privilege in hip hop or just in the music industry, period. And, you know, he knows he knows it is what it is. You know, he'll come out and say it. But when people like Iggy Azalea and Post Malone come out and they, you know, they 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 only seem my, my problem is that they only seem to be latching on to the most negative parts of black culture. The, right. the, the the ignorance speaking, the you know, getting tattoos all on your face, and you know, the, all this all this stupid looking jewelry, these choker chains and whatnot, and it's like, you know, y'all aren't. It's 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 become a it's become a costume to you. It is like, like you're putting costume now to appeal to black people, make money off black art. And you're not really contributing anything to it. Now you got these. Now even white rappers or, or white boys are getting in on this mumble rap thing. You know, right. you little peep and little pump and little Zan, and it's like, you know, they, it's like they're in costume. It's like, oh, all I need is some dye dreadlocks and some choker chains, and you know, and I can get on. You know, and they're getting on. And then I can, and then I can take all of that stuff off when I get older. And exactly. do something else. Yeah, when I decide to do country music, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> they can do that. Um, yeah, I, I was wrong about Life Smith. I looked him up. He really, he, he's African-American and Irani. So he, he Iran. So, yeah, okay. I was wrong about that, yeah. So, oh. I, yeah, I had to look it up. Like, man, I could have sworn this dude was white. No, yeah, yeah. Locksmith, man, he's he's dope, man. I, I, I've been listening. He, he's very underrated. Extremely. You know, but, but I, the funny thing is about, you know, the white rappers that, that we were just talking about, there are quite a few who who have a lot of respect for the culture. Like we we quick to rest the Eminem and talk about that. But it's, you know, tons of other guys who are are kind of nameless in some ways. LP, for instance. Yeah. All right. right. LP been doing it for, for forever. All right. A rugged man like they're invested in the culture and doing something to to elevate and that's what i mean by a you know a rapper who happens to be white those are two really good examples of that because they could just as easily not be you know and they sound wouldn't their their sound or their fandom isn't necessarily dependent on the fact that they're white exactly somebody like iggy definitely is somebody like uh bubba sparks man bubba Bubba sparks was was kind of manufactured for that purpose also yeah yeah and um 
Your boy Riff Raff, man. Riff Raff. He's a joke. <laughs> you know, that dude. It's like he's so he's so over the top, man. It's like you, you wanna get mad, but like it's so it's it's so over the top, it's almost comical. It's like how ghetto and ignorant this dude is, man. And it's right. like you know, I've seen interviews with him, man, like behind the scenes and he's like that in real life. And it's just like, dude, like 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 you can find no other tenants of black culture to latch on to than like the worst of the worst. And it's just like, oh man, you you you're just a clown, man. You're just a clown. But I I, I feel somewhat confident in the fact that a um a, a permanent whitening of hip hop will never happen because Hip-hop is so so rooted in, and it, it springs from the struggle. Right. Um, and let's be honest, like, people who are historically disenfranchised, a.k.a. black people, you know, we just have, we're more in tune with that struggle to, you know, that's the springboard for hip-hop music. And because of that reasoning, I, I think... I think that's the reason that we've never, we just haven't seen a permanent white takeover of, of hip hop the way we saw it with rock and roll and with jazz. I don't know that we that we can't say that it won't ever happen though, because yeah. what, you, what you're saying is making a lot of sense. But a lot of that is kind of being taken out of the game in general. When you just look, listen to the content now, it's not really about any struggle that that anybody's having. It's the no, turn up, it's the broke. turn up, it's the turn up. It's a turn up. I got this. I got this car, skirt, skirt, and whatever nursery rhymes I can put together. You know, under this super fast beat, it's it it allows for that to come in there because mm. if what the competition is is say Lil oh no Lil Xan is dead, but um what's the other little goofy dude Lil Pump versus uh a uh, Lil Uzi Vert right? They're basically the same same type of uh, music, mm-hmm. except one is probably an easier sell again to the suburban suburban parents. No, no doubt, no doubt. I, I, I'm I'm speaking more of like the long run, like because like let's be honest, man. Like Riff Raff, uh, V Nasty, Crayshon, like nobody's talking about these people anymore. They were hot two three years ago, but their 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 gimmick value ran out, right? And, and so so did their longevity or any any semblance of longevity they would have had I, I think i think at the end of the day good art will always i hope i hope this is the case good art will always be rewarded i think that's why j cole has a career i think that's why kendrick has a career i think that's why joey b has a career um, i was i was saying if, if you think about breaking up no i'll keep you sound my talk seem like i'm gonna break up no i was saying i was saying that like I don't know if that was the second or first episode of this. I was saying that too. Like, even though it's all this garbage music, and like you said, um, lyrics will always win up top. It might be only five to twenty, but they will always be on top and have a have a long career. Like you were saying, yeah, because I, I think you're right. Because as long as it's quality, you can always do it, and you can you can kind of fall back on that. That's why you can have a Legends of Hip Hop tour now. You know, and people can can still rock out the stuff that they did twenty years ago, and it's it's timeless. Where some people can't, you know, some people have they have they flash in the pan moment, and it's just kind of it for them. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, I just I I just don't like the the dipping in and out of our culture, 
that you know just be honest that we we kind of allow you know what i mean djs and promoters and record you know record companies we we kind of allow it sometimes you know we don't call people on their crap and we do it could come off come off like hating at times like did y'all see that post malone interview in the breakfast club where Charlemagne asked him what was he doing for Black Lives Matter. I kind of remember that, but I don't think... I remember the headline, but I don't think I ever watched the interview. I never... Yeah. What was he saying, man? So, um, he was... They were talking about current events, and and Charlemagne was was basically saying, yeah, since you're a guy who's, you know, and doing a black music art form, basically, making a lot of money off of it, and got black fans, what are you doing to support Black Lives Matter? And, like, dude just drew a blank. And he was like, well, what are you talking about, bro? And he's like, Black Lives Matter. What are you doing to support it? And it was like this back and forth. Basically, dude's doing nothing. You know, and I, I, I'm i not saying that he has to do something, but, but have an opinion at least. Have an opinion about cops shooting unarmed black men in the street. You know, if, if you're going to make money off black art. It's like, it, it's too much cherry picking and too much picking and choosing what I'm going to be associated with. Like everybody likes black things, but nobody seems to like black right. people. And that's a problem. I mean, it's, it's cool. It's trendy. It's, it's dangerous. And that's the appeal of it in some cases, which is why you can put it on like a costume and take it off. Look at, look at Miley Cyrus and Justin Timberlake. And, and, and I actually, yeah. like, I, I didn't really have no love for Miley. I think I might've been out of her age range. But I actually rock with some of Justin Timberlake's music, even even though, even though I remember before he, Damn it. before he went solo and he was rocking them braids, I was like, I don't think I like this dude too tough. <laughs> like I don't, I don't like where he's going with this. <laughs> but he's talented. Like he 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 got, you know, he got soul. He actually can sing pretty well. And he makes really good music. But then he came out with this new project. And I was like, okay, so see, I was right. I was right 15 years prior. You made some dope stuff in between, but it, it all comes back to what it was. Like, now he's trying to sell us on this idea that he's this rugged mountain man. And like, nah, <laughs> one of these things are false. <laughs> and I think and I think that exactly. um, the truth is somewhere in the middle. I don't think he's fully been, you know, down for hip-hop or hip-hop adjacent culture for real it was just man i can make some dough off this like this is hot this NSYNC thing ain't gonna work because i'm grown now but i can do this i can make some songs with some cuss words in it and, and they gonna rock with me no i can't really show up for bt awards but you know i'll i'll have somebody accept on my behalf exactly exactly and 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 then when it got to be you know a little a, a little too hot he's like eh all right, I can go back to my people now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, 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 yeah, I can go back to being myself again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's 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 a disturbing trend, but I, I am glad to see that you know hip hop hasn't gotten completely co opted the way other other art forms have, and you know I think there are certain socioeconomic factors that that allow that to to be the case. Um, and, and just, just cultural factors like, um, like we were talking about the last podcast, the, the use of the N word, Yeah, you know, it's like, that's, that's like the wall, you know what I mean? That's like the, that's the litmus test. Like, you know, um, are you going to say it? Do you even want to say it? Can you say it? Are you allowed to say it? And it's like, it's like, it's, it's almost like a, uh, a filter 
to keep certain to keep hip hop black, basically, man. Keep hip hop black. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I just thought about something while you was talking when you were saying the N word is the wall. Y'all remember that uh that VH1 reality show, uh the white rapper show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember what happened when anybody said the N word on there. <laughs> you know what? I didn't watch it, so you 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 gonna have to school me. Search made him wear a big chain that said N word. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, it only happened once though. It was this this chick from Queens? She she was saying it and was trying to justify her her usage of it. Like, nah, that's how we talk in New York. Blah blah blah. No, it ain't. Exactly. Search was like, nah. And he kind of broke her down. He made her wear the chain. She was crying. Look, I wish I could remember her name. So, so the so the chain said nigga or the chain said no, no. It said it said n word. Okay, okay. <laughs> nah, search ain't crazy. <laughs> but speaking speaking of uh, speaking of white folks uh, uh, coming out their mouth and stuff, man, what did y'all think about the Roseanne Barr tweet that got her show canceled recently? I think she's a dummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's she's an idiot. She actually said that trash, bro. <laughs> I was like, man. Well, they canceled her pretty fast, though. Like they said, like they canceled like the next day. No, it was. It wasn't even the next day. It was like within an hour. Oh, for real? I mean, I think yeah, she. Because like I, I was reading up. She said if a month go, go and one of the apes. It was a funny joke, but uh, she shouldn't have. Said it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, when I read, I was like, damn. Why would she say that? That was like that was just like over the top racist though. It's like it's like it's like she considered racist. Hands. But then I mean I don't know. This is I don't know if it's true or not. But didn't then they had speculation that uh, Roseanne was racist though. Uh, it wasn't no speculation. <laughs> so, so it was true. That's what you're saying. She she, she was she was definitely like yeah. Uh, she had like some wild something. conspiracy theories that she believed and would would espouse and crap like that. So. It like this was a genuine thing. There, I don't think there was no troll happening. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like you can, you yeah, can but, dislike whomever you want. You know what I mean. And and anybody that's kind of a public figure is fair game. But there's a way to do that. And the fact that she chose to use the imagery of apes to describe this woman kind of shows where that's coming from. This has yeah. nothing to do with dislike of her policy. And then, this is a dislike of her person. Mm-hmm. You know, and then to, to to evoke the whole Muslim thing, which is which they've been sure. saying since day one with Obama. Absolutely. You know, you know, to evoke that too, it's just this is this is right out of the racist handbook, man. It's like God, dang, this is racist. But, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, man, they did <laughs> They, they did to, to they, perfection they did her man like like i didn't know Chan, i didn't know channing dungie was a black woman like the the ceo of abc yeah. or whatever and yeah I, I saw and i saw a picture of her like oh that's oh, man. Dungie. and like you know um but yeah she she didn't hesitate man she they, they canceled her show within hours man so you know props to them for that man you know abc is owned by disney anyway so nah, nah. they're not trying to mouse ain't about know, to mess up no bread money, man. nope <laughs> at all and i i think that this may not be the end of it though that like i think that she is popular enough and the show was successful enough that 
somebody else may pick it up, but it won't be a major network. Yeah, it won't be for I a mean, while. It's too hot right now. I don't know who would. Yeah, I don't know who would though. And then, and then if they pick it up, would they even be able to afford True. them at the price well, ABC was paying? I mean, how much could could Michael Fishman really been making? Like, I'm sure John Goodman and, and Roseanne was getting money, yeah. but yeah. Ain't nobody paying Lacey Gorson to do nothing. That chick ain't acted in 20 years. And she was terrible on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, man. This is true. But, um, but yeah, man. That's that, who probably got to be pissed crazy. off right now. Is those, uh, the, the side characters. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was making 10 grand an episode. We ruined you just, it. You just messed up all my bread. <laughs> Right. Yeah, one of them already did come out and say like they were like devastated by the cancellation and I'm sure they were. Like, man, I just bought this car. (laughs) (laughs) I just got on the waiting list for this Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) You know what though? I got I got one topic we probably should talk about uh, next time. Y'all all saw the Pusha T interview on the on the Breakfast Club. how he, well, did you hear the part that he said, like, um, how his album was seven seven tracks and how Kanye West's album is going to be seven tracks and how Nas' album is going to be seven tracks? Do y'all feel like that's, like, robbing the fans of making seven tracks? Like, I mean, to me, I think it is. Like, I don't care if they was good, good solid tracks, bro. Like, well, yeah, you, if you give me seven tra- tracks, ain't no way I'm finna give you a 10 out of 10, bro. I don't feel cheated because I feel like through these projects, we about to get 35 tracks from Kanye. And from what we've heard so far, they fire. What what, what did you mean, like, 35? You mean, like, albums? Like, 35 Kanye West tracks. You getting seven from Pusha, seven from, oh, from Nas. producing, okay. Correct. Okay, okay. I'm good with that. Wait, so it's five. It's five. Yeah. What if they all come out in the next couple of next couple of weeks? Yeah, but what if it's not even Kanye West though? Like they try to make this a trend. What if? What if? What if? So I, what? I'm not. With, I'm not with the whole like short album thing, man. Like, like if okay, number one, it's like is that even oh, really? Pusha T album is literally like twenty minutes, bro. It is. I'm not, I'm not over exaggerating, bro. But it's not like we're consuming music the same way either. So I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, the seven tracks is not whack either, though. It just felt like I don't know, man. I need I'm trying to say know, like man. it's like at least to me at least ten tracks would would satisfy me. But you trying to do seven? Feel like y'all? Feel like I'm, I'm getting shortchanged. How but many I, albums? How many albums you got though? That yeah. get like twelve or fourteen tracks, and you like three of them whack. Four of them, five of them whack. You end up with seven tracks anyway. That's true, but I mean, like, not a lot though. Not a lot. Most most short albums are are pretty good, but most short albums I agree. are still at least ten tracks. Kanye West made a seven track uh, graduation and college dropout. I mean, I want, I would have wanted more. I still wanted more from from the Pusher album, but I'm not mad at it being seven. I'm cool with it. Wow. I think it's I don't know man I think it's gimmicky oh it is it's like, definitely if you have a, what, 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 did he give a reason 
No, you know what, Kanye? He said, I don't know. Don't quote me on this, but I'm just going to try to remember it. I think he was telling like, hey, because he said Pusha T was um was going back and forth with Kanye West. Like, no, nah, I think I need more tracks. He's like, no, nah, we need to uh, preserve, basically preserve their talents. You know what I mean? And he said he went along with Like you said, Pusha T just went along with it. And um, and that's the reason why I guess they're trying to preserve their money, preserve their tracks, basically. So if you if you have fourteen tracks, if I make them seven, I can use the next seven for the next album, and then the next seven. For the next album. And then, I mean, I, I'm assuming this. You know what I mean? That's why I got out of it. That's like that's like adding, uh, you know, uh, 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 I hate to use this analogy, but that's like adding cut to the coat, man. Like. <laughs> I think you know, it's the opposite. I think when you add uh, a bunch of fluff to the album, it's more like that. This man, is like, nah, you just finna get this fire. No. No I cut. It's like a, a, a bag of potato chips, bro. It's a big bag of potato chips, but when you open that punk up, it's half gone. It's just nothing but air. That's different, though, because you expected more <laughs> than what you got. If I told you all you get is this, that's all you get. <laughs> Still good. I need more, man. But it wasn't like they pulled the okie doke. It wasn't like they told you you was getting fifteen and got seven. He's like, nah, you just gonna get this hot seven. Did Pushy T say it was gonna be seven tracks? I thought I didn't hear how many tracks it was gonna be on the album at all until the day of the album. But think about it though, like like Kanye's last album was what twenty fifteen. I don't remember when Pablo came out. I think it was twenty sixteen. Okay, let's say let's just say for the sake of argument, it was 2016. So you know, in two years, you haven't been break up more than seven exactly. tracks. I'm sure it's more than that. So like, I I feel like no, there's a plan behind story. it all, I, and I really do think it was it, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Yeah, it's it's clearly a gimmick, man. Like you know what? Stop playing with us, man. Just give us the music, man. See, stuff like this is what is, is what makes me give up. And hang, 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 hang it up. It's going to catch on. It's going to catch on, too, man. That, and that's that, that's the scary part. So it's going to go into more than just hip-hop music. Hip-hop people going to do it first, and R&B is going to go down. People don't think double digits ain't, ain't, ain't good. That's why I believe. Well, this is the thing. Like, like other genres have played around with that, but, like, they, they still gave you a lot of bang for your buck. Like, like, I don't know if y'all know about, like, the rock group Pink Floyd, but they, they yeah. did an album, yeah. Dark's Moon. Maybe, like, eight or nine, but the songs were, like, ten minutes long, like, seven to ten minutes long. You can't have an eight-minute, you can't have an eight-minute hip-hop right. song with just one MC, though. Like, the only way you can really pull that off is this crazy posse cut. Or if you just go on, like, 500 bars. Like yeah, that's true. That's how long was that uh, touch? Right. Like seven minutes. Which one? Uh, Buster Rhyme Touch a Remix when Papoose and all them was rapping the full, the full version. Wasn't that like seven minutes? Probably because it was about nine people on there. We forgot about talking about. How y'all, I forgot about talking about Papoose too, man. I, I was thinking about him when you talk about lyrically wise, but that could be another conversation. You just, you just dying on me when you said his name. Oh, no, nah, he, he was nasty. He wasn't gonna make my top five though. <laughs> I don't know, not top five. I was just saying in general. No, he was definitely there though. He was like one of those tier of MCs that I was that I was thinking of, where you could kind of take him out and plug in any number of them. They could kind of hold the same space. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. But um, man, yeah, like like if you all have five to ten albums that you all that have dropped this year, hip hop projects that have dropped this year that you all want to talk about and 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 shed some light on, uh, get them ready for me, man, because it's it's about that time we're going to do our mid year albums of the year. Can we wait till the Nas album drop before um, we do that? Uh, if it drops, man, I I do want to wait at least until the night. Yeah, that comes out in June also. It comes out this Friday. That comes yeah, out Friday, June. That's June. Friday is June. I, I mean, I knew that. I didn't know it was June first, though. Uh, June first. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's supposed. Yeah, right. you sent us the link. Remember? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. It's that. It's that name is White Liquor. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was like, why you just sent us the link? It's the mail. Don't don't get don't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually good with that. I don't even want to wait for the Nas Man. We can definitely wait for the the the, the Black Thought Ninth Wonder joint for this Friday, and I'm I'm good with that. I just wanted one more fire album before we before we did it because I got probably six, but I think I'm more excited about this one than I am the hey, Nas, sure, and, and I'm definitely definitely excited about the Nas. But this Black Thought Ninth Wonder finna be out of this world. Yeah, man, I can't I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Uh, man, like if y'all got five to ten projects, jot them down. You know, list them. We're gonna get into it on um on if not next podcast, the podcast after the next. But you know, we got some more topics that we definitely want to touch on. Pre- greatest of all time producers is another yeah, topic I, mean, I definitely want to touch on. To be happy, I'll wait. i wait for that. I'll wait for that conversation to come up. Yeah, because I, I definitely want to get Chris and Dave in on that one. They've been MIA, you know, different different obligations they got. So, um, you know, I definitely want to get them in on that. Um, <clears throat> but um, and and another topic I want to do, I want to do album versus album debates. You know, uh, the first one I'm putting out there, we're going to compare which album did you like personally better, uh, Slum Village's Volume Two versus Little Brothers The Listening. The Listening, dude. Yes, indeed. I, I won't even speak on it right now, but okay, I definitely yeah, got yeah, thoughts. Yeah, my bad, my bad. You know, it's all it's all good, man. But yeah, yeah. But putting them up, those two albums side by side. Just which one did you personally feel was better? You know, they albums produced by fire producers. Um, but yeah, we we're gonna get we're gonna get into some more album versus album debates too. So, um, with that, man, I, I thank y'all for uh for coming out. I want to thank. Uh, it was very short lived, but I want to thank Bat Baxter for making an appearance. Uh, also, want to thank that name was White Liquor. That's that's the conversational lubricant, of course. Take that, take that, take and, that. And uh, you know, we, <laughs> we 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 definitely going to get going to get it in on the next one, man. And um, you know, and do our thing, man. We we going to get Dave and Chris back in in, in the mix because we we, yes, we definitely missed their input. And uh, you know, we're going to get it in, man. All right, y'all, to the next one. Listen, right, make sure so you check out that Stay Us podcast. Peace. <laughs> See you later. Peace.